0: Hey everybody, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor and I'm doing a nighttime podcast, kind of sitting in a parking lot uh, after doing some shopping and I thought I'd do a quick one here. Um, Quick tip, if you want people to listen to your podcast, do not title it Frog Hemoth. Apparently that's not a big selling point. As that one has not got that many listens, which is kind of funny. I don't know if I saw Froggy, but I think I would click on it just to check it out. But you know, there it is. It's kind of funny. So, one of the things that I've been looking at lately. Uh, tomorrow night. This is an aside. Tomorrow night uh, on Iron Rations. It's one worth thought. Uh, Eric Tenkar and then Joe, the lawyer. He's been inviting the gaming group to participate in the uh, in the chat. So there's going to be a group of us tomorrow. I'm gonna get on there. I didn't participate in the last one, but I think I'm gonna be in this next one. So, and I think everybody's gonna be there. So it's gonna be a room of just n- nuts. Should be interesting, but. So we have this chat on the phone and, you know, they go back and forth and everything. And one of the things I have this like snoring person and everything, and they start talking about rules and, you know, different rules and a few of them that we were talking about, uh, was initiative. And I think... I don't know if we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I don't know. It's, it's. I think it's a horse that's been beat to death. A lot of the rules things have, but that's what we do. We kind of rehash old shit and kind of talk about it. But some of the rules that we don't use, and one of the ones that uh, I thought that was came up was encumbrance, which is one of those ones. Either you use it or you don't. I I generally don't use it just because I. It's not the game i'm playing now if there's a common sense thing that needs to be addressed say they find a i don't know an eight foot gold statue well i don't know how many hundreds if not thousands of pounds that thing is going to weigh but they're going to have to it's not like they're going to have to put it in their back pocket and stroll away with it but if they grab A chest of coins and you know some extra weapons and some magic items and there's six or seven of them. I'm not going to be too bothered on who's weighted down and who's not. Just it's just not the game I'm I'm running currently. Now during some of the more survival games, I would definitely would uh, uh, keep close track of that. But generally, when the game I'm playing now, you've got a group of I think I've got a consistent group of six players in in the group. And I just I just don't want everybody doing math. And it's just hard to, you know... You just stop the game all the time with recalculating encumbrance. But if I was doing, like, more of a survival game, one or two people, that would be it. Then maybe I would be more inclined to invoke the encumbrance rules. Because, you know, you have the time to do it. You don't have as many people to... Um, asked to recalculate or give your encumbrance and that goes for like ammunition too uh arrows and sling sling um stones and and whatnot generally if they i i don't get into too much detail with that one again the game's deadly enough i'm not going to get hypersensitive with with uh uh arrow counts and and um bullet count because cause in general I mean like for sling stones you can find those you know get a pebble pick it up throw it in your thing I mean I know they you want they're not all going to be good but I'm not going to get that hyper realistic with the game that I run I mean it's deadly enough if they won't if they're overshooting their arrows and they've got you know they're if they've got those western guns where they got a six shooter that shoots 14 times I'm okay with it it's deadly enough uh, that, uh, you know, more power to you. But again, if I was playing more of a survival game, that would be definitely a concern and a, definitely a part of the game that would add the interest to it. But like the game I'm running now, I don't, it, would, it wouldn't add interest. It would just uh, keep from, game, it, would keep the, it would stop the game flow. And I definitely don't want to do that when you've got six people and you got one of them being Joe, uh, you got to keep things going and you gotta because you got, you got you got six people that you're trying to individually you please them as a group, but you also have to please them individually in the game and make sure they're getting their time, getting their turns, making sure their import, input is heard, which is no easy task, especially over the internet um and when you have someone like Joe in the group uh but a survival game much easier to hear everybody much easier to to do those kind of things uh another one that I this is going back to the initiative a little bit there's there's so many different initiative systems but I basically use a d6 side system it's simple as that i don't mess around because the game i'm running i want to keep it flowing and what i do at the beginning of each game is i always have someone assigned as the initiative person because if you don't do that then i'll I'll sit around and expect somebody else to roll the die um and so they're like well why don't you roll i i i I screwed up to roll last time you go ahead and roll this time and then you get into that and it's like It's like no raw he's like, Rob, you're you're the initiative guy for tonight. So anytime I call for initiative, you're rolling. And that way there's no discussion and it it definitely helps out flow of the game. And it's it still adds a strategic element to it because I can't tell you how many times where these guys, if they would have lost initiative, they they would have lost party members. Especially with the frog hemoth. Don't title your podcast that. Um they would have lost three of their members of the party if they would have lost initiative. It's that simple. Um, and it keeps the game going. It, and and, uh, and since I use roll 20, I'm very tactical about how I do it. I usually do whoever's in combat, melee combat first. I work my way closest to the, the combat and work my way out. Uh, because I figure the guys up front who are risking their testicles put their testicles on the line then I'm gonna make sure they get their due first before we get the uh the uh I got your back way back kind of guys with arrows and slings and stuff that we the aforementioned people another thing that I don't get into a lot I thought I was going to do more of this is more of the torch thing I mean we were talking about torches a little bit uh i think it was matt who brought up he watched some guy on youtube i can't remember the the guy's name he's english and he he was talk. you know showed how long real torches last which is fine i mean I, i i've seen the guy he does realistic uh comparisons i get it but it's not playable i mean it's not something i'm interested in um even if i was doing a resource kind of game I'm not gonna do the real thing, but what I would do is keep better track of torch time or oil time, lantern time kind of thing. Where my game, uh eh, generally don't. I kinda hand wave it and generally say your torch is getting down to a nub or you know your oil is, is running out kind of thing. I don't sit there and check off turns and check off I, I just don't and partially is, is I is I, I'm just not good timekeeper. Which I know was it Gary said. If you're not keeping time, you're you're not GM DMing very well. Oh well. So, but uh, I don't. I, it works. I mean, I, I am in the the, and you've heard me say this before because I love the saying is um, JMS uh, the creator of uh, Babylon Five. Asked, was asked, you know, how fast can people travel in their hyperspace on Babylon 5? And he says, at the speed of plot. And that's basically how long torches or lanterns can can last so if i think it's it'd be a cool or it has been long enough that the torch is starting to go out in the middle of combat oh hell yeah i'm gonna do it i'm gonna start you know adding that tension tension element is that as the torch is flickering lower and lower and and uh have them go from there and it makes it more fun too and and the guys buy you know they you know matt will give me shit sometimes for doing that kind of thing because that's what he does. I mean, um, and he's really good at it. He's really good at giving a shit. Uh, but in general, you know, they know they know I'm not trying to screw him over. I'm just gonna add an element of tension to the game, and and it's fair enough. It's not like every time it happens or anything. I don't even think it's happened this time. So, but uh, yeah, those are some of the rules that I don't really go by there's like you know some people talk about the the magic rule about the number of magic items that someone can possess and I know there's that was it Bument and 5e? and I always thought I mean, I don't when I say this, I don't mind 5e, but I, I just hate the generic rules to try to limit a game that doesn't know how to limit it itself you know, because it, you know, it hands out magic items like, uh, saltwater taffy. So like you can't have more than I think two or three uh, items, uh, focused on your character or whatever. Well, my game is just not that many magic items. I mean, if you get a magic item, you are, you know, you're, 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 Mr. or Mrs. Shittown kind of person. Um, and I don't chance on the magic items, but a lot of time my magic items are scary enough that sometimes the players don't even want them. Uh, rarely do you get a magic item that doesn't have some sort of side effect or, or something, because my magic items are created usually for some sort of purpose or some sort of reason. But there's usually if you want to have a, a be become a permanent magic item or you want it to be a powerful item of some you know substance. It costs, it's It's not a, it's, it's, a, I guess I, in my game, I go by the balance, you know, there's always this, because I consider magic as part of nature, and there's always a balancing act in that, and uh, so whatever good you come out of it can somewhat come back. It, it doesn't work like that all the time, uh, but it usually does, and like I said, sometimes the players are, are, afraid of the magic items. Which they should be. But there's not enough there that I need to use some rule of imbuing or anything like that. I, I just it's not the kind of game I want to run. Um I think last session, I think everybody's fifth level now, and that was the first time where they ended up getting multiple magic weapon or magic items. And I think they got two. Two items and that. Um, so I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Um, and I guess the last one I'll talk about is spell components. Spell components is an interesting one because I... Thank God I've never run into a GM that makes you to, you know... I mean, that's kind of coming along with encumbrance. Now You're kind of like trying to calculate you how many you have. Or ammunition, actually. How many, you know, blueberries you have. How many furry... Things you have with glass rods and, uh, you know, whatever the components are. Diamond dust and whatever they are. Because, you know, some of them spell components can get way out there. No, I don't don't use spell components either. One of the things I do 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 for uh, spell components is I add... If you have a spell component or some sort of spell component, it adds to the spell. So say you... I can't think of anything right now. Um, I'll just say berries, these uh, blood berries. I think I put them in my very first adventure. And what they are is if if they're used when you're casting a heal spell, they'll add just a plus one to the roll. So it's like in old school essentials, it's a 1d6 plus one. If you have a blood berry as a spell component, then you roll 1d6 plus two. It's a small addition, but noah c can make a huge difference and it get it makes it makes like the natural world a little bit more interesting so the players might start taking um more notice of of things such as that and the minutiae gets brought out into the campaign world and and then the players will come up with things I hadn't thought of and uh I will add that to my what do you call it? Lexicon of of my game. And it's just fun to develop that kind of stuff because I do like adding, you know, those those kind of um extras in the game. I don't do it a lot, every once in a while I'll do it. And right now in the game I have there's not there's no there's no spell cat well, I shouldn't say there's no magics, there's no mages. Uh well, I guess Rob's playing an elf, so he does have some magic ability. So I guess that's not true. He just started playing him because his one guy didn't die, but he sacrificed himself. Um, and then I have a druid and a cleric in the thing. But, um, yes, and I let them use spell components also for, for clerical stuff, obviously. Like I said, the heal spells. And then, and then the other thing I do is if they want to start learning how to do al- al- alchemy, I'll start with having them learn formulas and finding them like scrolls or somewhere along the line. If they've shown interest in that, I'll add that to the game and then they'll know how to make a magic potion, but then they can now make a magic potion with the blood berries. And then that'll add plus one to their potion on top of it. So but I think that's covered enough guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope this finds you well. So, uh, hey, if you get a chance, tomorrow at 8 o'clock, and that's Eastern Standard Time here over at the States. Um, I guess, what is that in England, like 1 o'clock? If I, and then in California, it's 5 o'clock, so I guess everybody else can figure out the math for their time zone. But if you get a chance, we're on YouTube at Tanker's Tavern. It's called Iron Rations. There's going to probably be seven of us on there. I don't know if it's going to make any sense. It's probably going to sound like a Jerry Springer episode without all the beeping because you're going to hear all the swear words. Uh, It should be fun because we're going to just give each other shit and be relentless and unforgiving towards one another. So it should be a blast. Uh, Give it a listen. And uh, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast if you got this far. And one last thing, a plug for my Patreon. I'm getting some cool stuff out there, guys, I think. I mean, it seems like it. So if you get a chance, check out my Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash gothridge. Check it out. All the PDFs are free. And if you like what you see, I got two pledge levels now. I just have a dollar pledge level where you just want to tip me and just say, hey, you're making some cool stuff. Thank you. Or if you want some physical items, throw in a, a fiver and uh, you'll get some shit in the mail. So consider that. I appreciate it now. All right. Take care. Roll will better than me. And we'll talk soon.